Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgate. Today is September 19th, 2021. It's Sunday, not Monday. I'm your host, Will Chambers. Excited, always, as always, to have him here to, with my, uh, to my left. That was that was rough, Tyler. Hello, Tyler Walgie, professional better. Hello, William. Producer Smitty. Yo, yo, yo. It's Sunday. It's weird. It's it is weird. That's yeah, what's throwing me strange. off entirely. So we normally record on Mondays. We're recording on Sunday. I have a uh, little conflict of interest tomorrow. Uh, we call that a COI. I've got a uh, concert to go to. That's your conflict of interest? Yeah, there's con- the, on a Monday night. No. Isn't that so, horrible? So let's all decide if this is okay. What's the concert? All right, well, first of all, let me just justify it by saying this. <laughs> it was The concert was supposed to be on a Friday. It got rescheduled like a month ago, and they you moved it to it a Monday, Monday night. That's really weird. Which is awful, awful. But anyway, the concert is Tame Impala. I don't know if you're familiar with them, mm. Smitty, Tyler. No. You guys I mean, I love Good Paula music. Abdul. Uh, tame Impala. So is it t- is it like Tame Johnson and Paula Abdul, kind of like uh, Simon and Garfunkel? Uh, it's like a, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's like a like a funk, funky pop, new age. Oh, you know, it's one of those weird ones where everyone gets uh, naked and rubs each other. Is Actually, yeah. Is it a jam yeah. band? <laughs> no, I'm not, not a jam jammy. band guy at all. No, no, I don't like jam. I don't like. Uh, Will smelly, hates a jam band. Smelly wooks. So um, what is it? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I, 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 seriously, I don't know what you would call it. You'd call it like a like a new age kind of funky pop thing. Okay, they have a, like a few songs that you might know. Like they're not uh, they're not like pop, so like you wouldn't see them. I don't know. Well, let me tell you, Tame Impala, you're, check them out. Your next job is not going to be describing music on. Uh, it, it's a hard genre. If you uh, if you give it a listen, you'd be like, oh, I get it. It's not mm. just like country or rap or whatever. So okay, but okay. I'm excited about the concert, uh, even though it's on a Monday night. So we are recording on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Week three was yesterday. We got some week four games to break this down. Is gonna We're going to do. It's going to be people strange. are listening on. Most people are listening on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. To the show. So. Hello from the past. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hello, future people. Hello. Let's hope the world is still here come Thursday and Friday. Yeah. But we've got a good show today, though. Yeah, we're gonna break down Regardless. some games, even though the lines are a little early. Um, we've got some, we've got some fun trivia, some games to play, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, but week three, week three happened, and the Pac-12 sucks again. It's back. The Pac-12 is back to sucking. I know that Oregon beat Ohio State, but the Pac-12 is rough now. Fresno lost, or excuse me, Fresno State beat UCLA last night. So that UCLA powerhouse we had is dead. Mm-hmm. Arizona State lost to BYU. Uh, Arizona lost to Northern Arizona. Utah lost to San Diego State. USC's plane uh, like tipped over or whatever. <laughs> it dropped that ass. And dude. Then, thank you. Yes, it was twerking. It dropped that ass. And then the buffs unfortunately dropped a goose egg. I don't want to. I just figured I'd slip that in, for, fellas. Mm. So very sorry about your Colorado buffs. But the whole point is that the Pac-12 sucks again. We're right back to where we started. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to say besides you're right. Pac-12 is terrible. No excusing it. I mean. What else? Or Oregon's the only shot they have. Yeah, and Oregon, uh, Oregon looked good. They didn't play anybody, but I mean, look, Oregon <laughs> or bust. <laughs> to be fair, Fresno isn't like a bad team. I mean, they 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 almost beat Oregon a couple oh, weeks ago. Fresno's going to be pretty good. Uh, so they beat UCLA. Uh, UCLA can still win the Pac-12 South technically. Anyone can win the Pac-12 <laughs> South at this point. Actually, right now BYU's winning the Pac-12 South. They're, <laughs> very good they're three and zero. Oh. Yeah. Very good point. Oh God. Yeah. BYU. Shout out BYU, future Big Twelve member, current Pac-12 South leader. <laughs> 
I mean, speaking of BYU, Arizona State, I'm pretty sure as we speak, Arizona State just got another penalty, another false <laughs> start. Yep. Yep. That game, so Tyler and I both were rooting for Arizona State there for betting purposes at the it end. Was the, it was the end of a couple parlays. Yes. One this for me, was the one that one fucked me Will. up. This, is the, this was the, the big fuck you to Arizona State. They had like 15 penalties this whole game. On, on one drive in the fourth quarter, there was four f- false starts. Both of them were back-to-back. So it went false start, false start on on the same play. Oh, no. And then like two minutes later, same thing. Two false starts on the same fucking play. So I noticed that you celebrate or you condemn them by wearing their colors today. Some Arizona State uh, red. I mean, that's just it's just a maroon shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would absolutely uh-huh. never wear their colors. Uh-huh. I mean, their jerseys looked stupid to begin with. The all blacks, and they looked funky. I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't like their jerseys. They had an interception at the end where it was like, oh, and then they fumbled the interception okay, return. They, had, they went like 60 yards. I st- I'm starting to pick up on something. Okay, yeah, After yeah, a couple yeah. years doing this with Will, yeah. when Will bets on a team and they don't win, <laughs> it doesn't matter. What, he's going to come in here and just shit on them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, he, listen to what he just said. He's even, the jerseys were stupid. The jerseys <laughs> were stupid regardless of the outcome. They didn't look good. I agree. I'm just saying, if they would have won and you would have cashed your parlay, I think you would have been I a little been, easier on the jerseys. I would have been all over ASU, but no, I would have never said. I still, I may, maybe would have omitted it. dropped a small <laughs> sliver of a comment. So you're telling me that Arizona State football was undisciplined? Yeah, well, wild, shocking, wild. But, but Herm had done a decent job the last year. I mean, I don't know if it's behind the scenes stuff or it's a coincidence. I don't think it was because the late time they're in the the the, the, the West Pacific Coast slot anyway. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like it was super late. So that's the one thing a lot of people say in those late games. Well, look, you know, some teams aren't used to it. They're used to it. So I don't think yeah. there's a lot of excuses for them. It was just a bad game. Yeah, I mean, look, when they were getting all those false start penalties, Herm was just looking on and not doing a thing. It's like, yell at them. Do mm. something. <laughs> like, I get it that Boise State was getting the crowd loud, but, like, it was it was absurd. And so, yeah, Arizona State, they're on the never bet list BYU. for a year. Uh, BYU. No, uh, you, you said Boise. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, BYU. Your, your head's me. in a different they're area like right now. They're like the same team. <laughs> really. They, they kind of are. Isn't BYU and, the uh, same as yeah. Boise? You you're just looking for your segue. Sorry if that offends BYU and Boise fans, but you're basically the same team. Um, yeah, look, Arizona. The, here's the funny thing about Arizona losing to Northern Arizona. It's a game you can never lose for Arizona. And like two hours before kickoff, I was texting my, texting my dad about college football, and he was like, Arizona's so bad. And I was like, I don't know. I think they might be good and surprise some people this year. And then two hours later, they lose to Northern Arizona. So, you know, not good. Not so, good for the Pac-12. I've been thinking of a joke when you were just finishing right there. Okay. Because you said there's no difference between BYU and Boise, right? Yes. There's a joke in there somewhere. What's the difference between BYU and Boise? Mm. I don't know what the punchline is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one, but I mean, that's where my mind's been the last like 45 seconds plus. One, one plays with potatoes, the other plays with tots. Oh my God. That's Good not, God. That's really not bad. No, not I mean, bad at all. That's TM right there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That is good. I like it. Yes. Yeah. That's all that. Phew, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm I guess s- on the spot, very edgy, borderline. Inappropriate. Yeah. We, we'll go <laughs> to Ryan. Ryan's the guy. Just borderline. Brian <laughs> Ryan is our guy. <laughs> Just borderline. Uh, uh, look, the marquee game. <laughs> Last night was Auburn. Speaking of Auburn, Penn State. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Look, this game was great uh, uh, for for the premiere for the premiere Saturday night game. This game was awesome. Auburn was good, honestly. Bonix wasn't very good. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't very good either. I'm going to ask you every single week yeah. until you admit it, and we'll start chalking it up if you don't. Now, I will give you credit right now for admitting you were wrong if you admit it about about Brian Harson. Uh, I'll ask you every week. Look, you don't have to right now. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pass, but I'm going to ask every week they play, and eventually you're going to say, okay, you were right. It's a yes. So my question is, how silly do you want to look when you inevitably say yes? Well, do you want to just get it out of the way now so it's not content, or do you want to mark week one right now? You still say he's going to be terrible, trash, get fired. I never said terrible or trash. Uh, I said he wouldn't be there in three it years. The ins- <laughs> I said he would not be there after mm. three years. And he, here, let me give you a Tyler Walgie answer. <laughs> ask me again if, if, if Brian Hurston is good or not. Is Brian Harson good? Well, see, the thing about this is that the market said that they should have only been five and a half, six point losers, and yet they didn't live up to the market expectations. Well, isn't that my role on this good. show to talk about the sports yes, betting market I'm and just, how it relates to the games? I'm using your. I mean, I'm just using your uh, your well, analysis I here. I actually think that's a pretty good answer, so we can get a good idea of what's going on here. Truth be told, I was impressed with Auburn. That's that's the truth. Is because if they had a good quarterback, give them a real quarterback. Auburn's like a borderline top 10 team, legitimately. But Bo Nix was missing guys by a mile. Yeah, well, Bo Nix should have been an interception. Um, and feel- look, neither was Sean Clifford, by the way. Sean Clifford wasn't great, but he has more weapons in the passing game. Uh, he had the home field advantage, and I just felt like Penn State played way better. And they got fucked by the refs a couple times and still came out on top. I mean, the, the refs forced them to punt one down early. I feel like you you're dodging that. the question. The, oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I haven't changed my he opinion on Brian Harson. classic Bill Belichick right there. <laughs> he had me going for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. So Auburn looks better than I thought, but I still don't. I, I don't expect him to succeed at okay. Auburn. Ryan, can we mark it down one week? Mark it. And uh, hold on. Let's def- succeed at Auburn. Is that you said fired in? Well, our bet is fired in four years. So he has three years, right? Yeah. That, that's uh, our bet. After three years, he won't be there. Yeah. Either. So that's we still have the yes. bet. That, that's how we're going to define this whole thing. Okay. I think he'll be 0 okay. 3 against Alabama, one which is not week, saying anything. One week. But every week we chalk that thing up. We're going to get to 17. We're going to get to midway next year. Yeah. January. going to say, you know what? I was wrong. And <laughs> for every. Can we say for every week that adds up, that's a. Uh, Half of a bed board game for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're sure you got it. <laughs> hey, Will's up five two this year. I may have, I may have won last couple years, but Will just is in time for the trophy. Hungry this just in, year, just in time for Tyler finally got us a trophy. Yes, a- well, it's, allegedly, it, it's it's more of a plaque. Yes, yeah. Will's coming in hungry like he just got off a of keto. Will That's is, right. yeah. I am keto. I'm trimming fat. I'm uh, keeping I'm those shoot, ips hoily. Shooting, uh, you know, bow and arrow like Joe Rogan. Look at you. Will's looking good, isn't he? He is. What, what have you been doing, Will? If I took off the What's shirt, the you wouldn't say that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the, if the sh- it looks fine right now. It's got to be all the moving There's lately. some rolls down there, okay? Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, yeah, look, Penn State, I still don't know if they're like a top six, top 17. They might be just because like it's a, it's a shit show after like the top two or three. But... Uh, Penn State's good. They're very good. Well, the market says... <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten is good right now. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. Penn State uh, looked good. Sparty looked awesome. They took down Miami at Miami on the road and upset that not to toot my own horn until we called. No big deal. Uh, Michigan might be good. I don't know. I liked, I don't want to <laughs> say it. I don't want to speak it into existence. Uh, they're not good, uh, but they look pretty good. It's like Voldemort to Will. I just had a little epiphany. What's that? Since we've done a show, 
Michigan hasn't been good. Yep. No. This is going to suck. As if Michigan goes, this so does is well. Gonna suck. It, it relates to the bed board, too. I'm going to have to. Michigan starts winning. Look, I'm who gonna starts have, winning. I'm going to have to start reserving one time per show where I can just get up and leave and, and just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just the classic bathroom break. Look, I'm not going to talk about it all the time because they're not. Ohio State has struggled on defense, but let me tell you this. There's a bunch of Michigan fans out there right now that are saying Michigan looks great. They're running the ball so great. Ohio State's defense looks bad. They can't stop the run. This is our year. I have seen this movie before. This is not Michigan's year. They're not. I, 2018 was basically the exact same thing. Ohio State got their asses kicked on the road at Purdue, and Purdue scored like 50 points. Michigan was looking good, went in favored. Everyone was like, this is the year. And then Ohio State completely skull-fucked Michigan to the tune of Jeez. like 50 points. And the same thing is going to happen this year. Yeah. I guarantee I it. mean, okay. Well, I, I trust you. Ohio State D did look bad against Tulsa, though. Can you we say disagree you, on that? You say you've seen this movie before? Yeah, I've, I've yeah, seen this movie. Yeah, it looked movie. terrible. I mean, Tulsa's not bad, though, but yeah, no, it looked bad. Tulsa is a good team. Yeah. They're really good but at, it was against more ranked the, opponents. I expected them to put up more points, too. I, I have yeah. question marks about the offense. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked about it last year, too, or last year, last week, about uh, Kerry Coombs getting his play-calling duties taken away, potentially, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Ryan Day uh, announced after the game that Kerry Coombs didn't call the plays they had. The defensive back coach called the plays. Still didn't look any better. They ha- they have major issues there, but just telling you, Michigan fans, if you think that this is the year that they're going to do it, you're wrong. So just getting that out of the way. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska looked pretty good against Oklahoma. Am I right, boys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys love Nebraska. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, the Sooners actually looked terrible. Nebraska didn't look good. They, they kept it close and they covered for sure, um, but – Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler has to wake up. Yes. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be the first quarterback to dud under uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he really might be. Yeah. But, I mean, last year he looked really good at the end of the year. He struggled early, and so maybe he'll have the same kind of season arc. But but but, but he should continue off from that point. He yeah. shouldn't regress back to where he started last year and then continue to get better. So I don't have that much faith. I mean, he should be progressing. And it's not like nothing's changed. It's not like there's been that much of a shakeup in the staff. Right. I, I mean, Lincoln Riley should be doing to him what he's doing to everyone else. So there are a couple question marks, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the offense looked terrible. Yeah. Um, they almost, I mean, there was a point there where it looked like Nebraska was going to tie it up or maybe take them down. Yeah. And so really bad overall from Oklahoma. Uh, we'll see. You know, I feel like at some point they're going to turn it on and they're going to start lighting the world on fire but for the expectations we had preseason they've looked terrible and we're talking about a nebraska team that's looked terrible all year long i mean they lost to illinois illinois has lost three straight after that game i don't think nebraska is very good at all and uh you know major questions and norman for the sooners question marks um bama though not as much of a question mark look florida bama covers the spread in the first quarter and then proceeds to give it all back, and Florida almost wins that game. Comes down to a two-point conversion late to tie it up, and frankly, I hated that play call. I feel like, so it, uh, Florida scores, they're down eight. I think there's like a minute and a half or two minutes left. Well, the only reason they had to go for two is because they missed an extra point. Yeah, okay, great point. Yeah, you can't have that. That's terrible. And then, this is like a, a rule that I've just always had as a fan. Like, if I was a coach and I was going for two, you throw it every time. And the reason why is because it looks so much stupider to fail on the two-point conversion when you hand the ball off. It yep. just feels dumb. 
right? It, it looks stupid. It looks like Bama just I like mean, it looked like the play was dead from the okay, jump. That's why Will, you throw it. We can't call a play based on that. All right, let's do some role playing here, okay? Yeah. All right, you be Dan Mullen. Okay. And uh, uh, I don't want you guys kiss my wife. No, actually, <laughs> actually, no, actually, I'll, I'll be Dan Mullen. You enough. be the defensive coordinator, okay? Or you be the offensive coordinator, okay? okay. And ca- and call in the running play, okay? Just just call in the running play. Uh, let's see, halfback spread, uh, ISO, I right. Up the middle. No, 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 no. We, we have to call something else. We're going to look dumb if that doesn't get in. <laughs> okay, you know what? Great great call, coach. You're right. Let's throw the ball. Okay, because maybe, maybe it should go that way. I, maybe that should, should go that I, way. I'm just saying from an optics standpoint, like that's such a deflating feeling for Florida. It's, it's, it's less deflating if they go for the two-point conversion and Emory Jones is scrambling around and he misses the guy or whatever than, oh, we handed it off and it got stuffed. Like you just, It just feels... So much less like, ugh. I I see what you're saying. I see what what I mean. But but sometimes, I mean, I don't know. Like, if the defense is... I've seen a lot of running plays just just work in that situation, too. So the defense is spread out there. But I know what you're saying. It seems like there's more potential, especially nowadays, where you can roll out and you have kind of an option to get your quarterback moving. And there's... So I get what you're saying. And the quarterback can run still still if you're throwing. You know what I mean? No. Well, and they they ran... The play that they ran, they actually... It's... It seemed like that's how that they were running their kind of uh, read options all game. Is right. Is what's the quarterback's name? Emory Jones. Emory Jones. He would hold on to that ball inside right. the running back stomach almost yep. until he hit the backs of his offensive line. For sure, yeah. And it, they did the same thing. But now, when you do that that close to the goal line, especially against an athletic team like Alabama, now regardless of who keeps it, running back or quarterback, they have nowhere to go. For they're, sure, they're screwed. So yeah, absolutely. And look, Bama, you know. I don't know. Now I feel like, you know, I, I, Florida has, Dan Mullen especially, has played Alabama tough these last couple of years. If you look the last two games, the bet that we should all just be blindly making until it changes mm. is Dan Mullen's second halves against Alabama. Because once again, uh, last year in the SEC championship game, it was the same thing. They went, went in down big. Florida came out in the second half and made it a game. Same thing happened here. And so that's a bet we need to not forget if they rematch in the SEC championship or whatever. But I like that. That seems pretty sharp. I can't advise blindly betting against anything. <laughs> Will uses the phrase blindly bet blindly. way too much on here yeah. for me to feel comfortable about. No, you blindly bet. Like you, you walk up to the ticket window <laughs> w- blindfolded, literally. Hey, speaking of uh, blindly betting, yeah. uh, do you think in hearing, right? Because blind people can hear better, right? Yeah, in okay. some cases. So do you think... Unless they're deaf mutes. Yeah. Do you think there'll ever be like a blind football player? There, there already has been. <laughs> no, like an active participant, like a quarterback. Oh. Well, not a quarterback. You'd have to put like beepers on his receivers and uh. stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, other, other oh, wait, thing. have you ever seen the videos of those uh, the blind people that snap and do sound See, that's my thing. Like, like echolocation? Bats. They're like human bats. Yeah, but then the problem is like you don't know where the origination of the sound is because no, bats can. emit the sound. Haven't you ever seen Batman Returns? Yeah, of okay, course. So it's very scientific. Just film. like on that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like on that. By the way, don't you also think when they're I always wonder this. Does the quarterback hear the coach clearly? Like uh, the the headsets they have, right? Yeah, but it, it cuts off before the play. No, no, I understand that. But is it clear like this on the on the uh, or broadcast? Is it like or is it like walkie talkie and war? Like, which is it like? <laughs> I hope that's what it sounds like. That'd be hilarious I, I wonder, if that's what like, it sounded like. If it's like. loud on the road, you, you know? You think they ever use, like, an over, like like a like a radio call sign? They're like, over. you know. Roger, Ooh. Roger. Play action, look out for the tight end there. Over. 
Because <laughs> technically, you know, that's how they do it in the military for a reason. It's that you know that they've stopped talking. If you have a really Maybe dumb quarterback should. and it cuts off before you say over so he doesn't call the play. Here's my question. Over. If you're the head coach, like I know he's got like a little beeper that's got like four things so he can decide who he's talking to. Like what happens if you're like the coach that he's not listening to and you're trying to get to him? Can you like page him? Can you do like a little request? They've got to have a guy for that. I bet they have a guy. Yeah, There's like, so hey, many guys in. on the sideline. Get I me go, the head coach. What the hell's their job? They're walking around doing nothing. There's got to yeah. be like one specific little stupid thing like that for all like the hold know. the holdback guy yeah. or the cord guy like at michigan for a while under harbaugh they had a guy cord who i had yeah, just hold uh, the cord. harbaugh didn't like being wireless so he was always hardwired in and so there was a guy they called cordy the cord guy okay and he would just hold the cords behind him. you know what coaches actually need let's get this a little bit back to football okay, okay. like so this last weekend there were a lot of bad calls and i'm noticing this more and more and actually it's not just me there's a lot of uh uh, people on Twitter, you know, betters who I follow. And what, one of my strengths as a better is actually not live in game. I'm, I'm decent at it, but I'm really not great yet. And I just dab a little bit here or there. But people who are really good at it, one of the parts that they specialize in is game theory, right? When should mm. you spike the ball? When should go you kick a two. field goal? When should you go for right. two? When should you go for it on fourth down? And coaches are really really bad at this and so i don't yeah. know if it's because covid threw things off or it's just maybe an anomaly this year it's small sample size but coaches this year have been really bad at making these late game decisions interesting so i mean look and, and that's not to say coaches usually specialize in, in a couple of things whether it's managing the staff or their play callers you know but it's funny how few coaches in the nfl too really lack that whole, whole game theory thing so it's just something to yeah. look for you know calling these guys need to play madden it. Yeah, <laughs> like if you want if you want proper timeout management, they need to just play Madden or NCAA. It's actually kind of funny, but that's it's like kind of true. Like, like I'm not maybe not from a play calling worst. standpoint, but like clock management and timeout right. management, like eighty percent of of video game players are better than a lot of these coaches right. at managing their timeouts. But, but it's also analytical stuff, and I think analytics are slowly making their way into sports. Can I give you a quick example? Yeah of an analytics live betting situation that you should look for and that coaches are so unaware of. Yeah. And it's just the old school football mentality, but it's really interesting. All right. So it goes like this. If you're up three points and there's under five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you're within the 35, so there's a lot of parameters here. Okay. Under five minutes to go 35 yard line. You're up by three points. Go for it. Mo- fourth. Most coaches before the 20, we'll kick a field goal going up by six. But you know what's funny? If you go back the last 10 years of college football, you're more likely to win when you're up three compared to up six. Because what will happen is up six, teams know they need a touchdown. Right. So they go for it on fourth. They're more, they're more aggressive, and they score a whole hell of a lot more than you'd think. That makes sense. Up three, the other team knows they need a field goal, so they're so much con- more conservative. They play for the tie, and you as the team who's up by three, lose much more now that it's 50-50. So it's so interesting, things like that, where coaches go, no, where it's fourth and two from the 25, we're kicking a field goal, getting points going up by six. When game theory says, go for it on fourth, because worst case scenario, you're up by three, and and, and, and you can bleed the clock, and and, yeah. and, and, and it's really not a bad scenario. This is so. classic analytics versus manalytics. Exactly. So, and, uh, you know, these coaches, I feel like they get their, they get to where they are by not being super aggressive. It's mm-hmm. by, like, being safe. And I think they should have one person on the sideline who at least can feed information. They can say, hey, screw you, little Timmy with the calculator, but at least give Timmy an opportunity to tell you what he thinks. Yeah. I bet you there would be a lot of coaches that would be like, fuck, fuck you, nerd. I'm I'm kicking the field goal. I think that's the inherent 
clash of analytics for sure is sports are run by people who are who say no 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 that's bullshit this is how you win right and analytics goes against a lot of that stuff so yeah anyway well listen if they if if dan mullen would have had me on the sideline there i would have said just don't run the ball for your two-point conversion you'll look stupid throw it you're gonna look like a fucking idiot i do have to say this dan mullen i shit on all the time because i think he's an idiot he says stupid things all the time he's not a real true professional but the guy can coach oh he's he's like one of the best coaches in the country and you have to give it to him at this point absolutely it was a great game and the funny thing is that like at the end there, especially, it was almost like even when Bama loses, they win because it felt like, oh, man, Bama looks vulnerable. But like, how funny is it that Bama looks like they're struggling when they're winning a tough like road game against like one of the better teams in the country? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, were we overreacting on Alabama or were we not giving Florida enough credit? Which one do you think it is? If you have to pick one or the other. Probably not giving Florida enough credit. I mean, they played a couple of bad teams and didn't look that awesome and emory jones didn't look great i still think that the the other guy i think his name is richardson the backup quarterback who wasn't uh healthy he was injured for this game i think that by the end of the year he's probably starting at quarterback but i definitely think you're right i don't think florida is getting the credit because they lost i mean they lost cal cal trask they lose uh who's the cal pitts Pitts. they lost uh the uh fuck what's the what's the receiver's name Kadarius tony they lost him it was all those guys to the nfl and that's a lot to replace but Dan Mullen's thing is offense, so it makes sense that he could kind of plug more guys into there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, good. but look, Bama looks awesome. They're still the best team in the country, I think, at this point. Um, yep. But it's ridiculous. Staying in the SEC, Tyler, you mentioned a lot of bad calls, maybe by coaches. How about by the refs? Mississippi State. Shout out Mike Leach. <laughs> I know I rip on him all the time, but like Mississippi State got so screwed I over know. by the refs on that punt return. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't watching... The referee's hand... Well, you can explain it before I yeah, say yeah. anything. So th- there was like five minutes left, and Mississippi State is up, and they're punting the ball to Memphis. They punt it, and the uh, the punt returner went over his head, so he didn't uh, try to field it, right? The ball bounces at like the five or ten yard line, and a Mississippi State player clearly runs up, grabs it, thinks that he's downed it, so he just leaves it there. But the ref never blows the whistle. But he does start waving his hands yeah, his up, hands like are in the air, like uh, like kill the clock, like, like it's he just down. Care. Yeah, like he's trying to wave down a taxi in New York City. That's, that's saying dead ball, like yeah. stop the clock. Yeah. But the other refs don't do anything. No one blows their whistle. So a Memphis player picks it up and runs and takes it to the house, and then they don't review it. And, when, and that one ref, I guess, just didn't say shit because he could have huddled up afterwards and been like, "Guys, I was signaling that the ball was down because right. it clearly was." I know you're supposed to like hand it to the ref or whatever, but I felt like Mississippi State got completely fucked there. But is the rule that you have to possess the football? He kind of did though. He like possessed it on like st- standing on the ground. Like he kind of did. Like you know I've what I mean? seen. I've seen the same thing get blown dead. I just For wonder sure. what the actual rule well, says. Well, so so area. just think about like um, routine. Um, punts that that the the kicking team uh, downs the ball so usually it's a huddle of guys around the ball as the ball slowly rolls until it stops what do they usually do they usually just touch it exactly exactly so that would be down yeah and the ball had stopped and that's why it is you know that's why the coaches will always tell you make sure you're the one handing the ball to the ref so it's not up to interpretation for sure yeah either way i mean that's just a rough way to lose for yeah for sure bulldog fans it is for sure but you know what if there's a coach who's battled more adversity who can come back from that it's mike fucking leach amen brother leach the leach amen brother uh staying in mississippi (laughs) Ole miss however completely fucking dominates i know it wasn't a very good team they're playing but matt corral at this point, 
besides uh, Bryce Young at Alabama, Matt Corral, I think, is second in running for Heisman. He scored seven touchdowns this game. Ooh. They're putting up a ton of points. If Ole Miss's defense is actually decent like it looks so far, this team is going to win a lot of games, and they're, look out for them. They potentially could upset Alabama in, in the West. I'm loving the way they're playing right now, and they completely dominate it. For sure. So. Their offense looks good. I for think sure. they can uh, keep up. Uh, Clemson sucks at the moment, at least on offense. <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech had them fourth and goal to potentially tie it up. They would have needed the touchdown and the two-point conversion, but that was with like seven seconds left. They don't get it. My biggest question here, I know Clemson's defense is still very good. They haven't given up a touchdown all year. The offense is bad. Does this affect our opinion of Georgia after that big week one game? Like, like, Do you think that this makes maybe Georgia's not as good as we thought because Georgia you know, played so tough against Clemson and now we're seeing Clemson is not maybe as good as we thought? I think Clemson's just having difficulty getting their offense some traction. I think their defense is as advertised that we saw against Georgia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their their offense has uh, a lot of a lot of work to do. Yeah, man. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be fine. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think every team in the country right now is looking not as good as they could. Even Alabama. I mean, everyone right now is looking suspect. It's just about winning games and staying in the conversation and true. getting better. So true. if there's one coach and one team I trust to do it, it's Clemson. Yeah, I mean, look, you're right. If you're going to struggle, at least you're 3-0 instead of 0-3 like Florida State, who now Florida State's 0-3. Right. Uh, that's trouble for uh, for Mike Norvell. Right. Well, and to Tyler's point, all you got to do is keep winning. You're Clemson. You're going to be relevant in the conversation at the end of the year. Exactly. Right. Just figure it out, and then you're good. I mean, actually, they're not three. No, they're two and one. They lost to Georgia, but um, <laughs> North Carolina also in the ACC. They finally the offense finally looked good. They scored 59 points. Josh Downs, the wide receiver for North Carolina, was fucking insane. He had a catch that was absurd. Um, Tar Heel was looking really good. They're kind of my team. Like, if you buy this stock low, I still think they can compete for the ACC championship. Um, and my last note was Cincinnati. They they beat Indiana. They were kind of slow starting, but in the second half, they get the job done. Now all they got to do is beat Notre Dame, and they may potentially have a chance at cracking that playoff in the top four. I, I hope so, but I don't know if they're that good. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we will. But like you said, if they can beat Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, Desmond Ritter's just not the – the passing threat that I think people think he is. I've seen him in a lot of like mock drafts being like one of the top five quarterbacks taken. And I don't see it. I think he's really good with his legs, but he's not that dominant passing, but you know, their defense is just so good. And uh, we'll see if Luke fickle, a lot of people were saying he's going to take the job at Southern Cal because the, uh, the athletic director at Southern Cal was the same athletic director that hired Luke fickle at Cincinnati. And so some people are saying that he might go there. I don't know. That's obviously we'll we'll find that yeah. out down the road. But. I mean, Luke Fickle's name is going to get tossed around for everything for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I love Luke Fickle too. I mean, look what Cincinnati's doing. So yeah, for sure, yeah. they're tough. Uh, that's all we got they're to tough. recap week three. So we got some best bets. We're going to give out. We're going to break down some games. It's early early lines. But Tyler, first, I think we want to do some trivia. Trivia. Yeah, I got some trivia. You got some trivia. Yeah, I got some trivia. Yeah, I got like two for you guys. So. I got, I got uh, some really good ones, and I'm going to top it off with some uh, geeks who drink trivia. Oh, I love. But it. I got some. I love geeks. Who I drink. have some really good tailored ones for the show too. Okay, cool. I'm I'm excited to see. You mean like football tailored or tailored no. to Smitty and I? Not football at all. Oh, okay. These I are love not it. football. No. Speaking of uh, football, by the way, before you do this, 
before we recorded we played that VR football game where <laughs> yeah. you're the quarterback and you have to try to drive down the field and throw touchdowns. Yeah, I think What's, it's called like Football Unleashed or something like that for yeah. uh, the Oculus 2.0. Okay, so we you've tr- had me try the Oculus a couple times so far and I've overall hated it because it's too immersive and scary. <laughs> that game was so fun. Yeah, super it is. fun. It, it looks like you're in a stadium. Yeah, it does. And like it, I finally know what it feels like to be Bo Nix because I couldn't hit many wide receivers as it turns out. <laughs> I like threw one straight into my offensive lineman's helmet. You know, Will, I know you hate <laughs> Bo Nix. I don't know. And I was him. thinking about this this weekend. He's an easy target. How many football teams are there in the country do you want? 130, I think. 132? 126? There's not that many good quarterbacks in the country. Oh, uh, you're totally right. And he's way Bo better Nix, than... Bo Nix, but... I felt bad for Brian Harson because if Bo Nix completes a lot of the passes, how they're supposed to be, th- Here's they the win thing. that game. Brian Harson's calling plays like he has Trevor Lawrence this year. For like sure. he's calling very, very high level plays, and a lot of them are being executed. But Bo Nix can't do a lot of the things that that Auburn offense requires. So, right. I mean, I think that there's a lot of good things coming from that team once they get a quarterback who can complete those throws. But we're talking a next level type of QB. Yeah. So absolutely, I agree. All right, so how do we want to do this kind of trivia? Um, I also have some uh, uh, guess that impression. Oh, yeah. Because you know how I, right. I do my impressions? Oh, well, we do. Yeah. We know. It's, they're, they're classics for those who have been listening to the show for a while. I have a guess that impression segment, and it's fun because the audience can play along. I mean, the audience can play along with all this, I guess. Yeah, we're about to do. basically like Frank Caliendo and you right there, neck and neck, as far as like impressions go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so... Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, trivia. All right, so... Uh, Will. All right, so how we do this? So I just ask you one at a time? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's right. fine. Or you can ask Smitty and I both, I suppose, however it works. Well, we'll just stick with you for now, okay? Okay, okay. I want to test your intelligence. If, if not, we can go to the gallery. This is definitely and Ryan, you can... A little game show music? Yeah, let's go a little game show. We got we got game show music and Jeopardy music, so whatever you want. This is good. Either way. Right. Yeah, this is good. It's time for whatever you want to call this game. <laughs> right. Trivia. So, trivia. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here in my notes, I have a little... I have a quick uh, gripe before okay. we get going. Yeah. So, you know how... how the a gripe? Griping <laughs> to this music is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Right. Let, let, me, so, let, let me set you up here. So, the, you know how the kids these days... Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is not what I need for this. This is not hot <laughs> so take you music. Know, you, you know how the kids these days oh, do, use, boy, do I. use S-Z-N for season? Yeah, I mean, do they? Do kids? Yeah, it's no. like a thing. Yeah, no cap, Will. Okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like if they're talking about the Bulls, the season. Bulls season, it's season. the Bulls S-Z-N. Yeah. Kids these days are fucking stupid mm. because it should be C. Z N for season. That's actually because S Z N sounds like S Z N, S Z N, S Z N. Or, but would that be short for cousin potentially? No, because you, you wouldn't want to be like, season. oh, I totally fucked this whole season with a C, right? I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I, I would say season sounds better when you look at it because you okay. say the C. That yeah, just yeah. Sound, that just sounds ratchet. Walgy. Oh my S- god. Because you know we lit over here, fam. Yeah, I know you I know Ryan be lit, fam. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, question so number hip. one, Ryan, if we can get the trivia question music. All right. What temperature does water boil at? Well, are we talking Fahrenheit or Celsius <laughs> or at two Celsi- answers. Give me both. Celsius is a hundred. Okay, that's correct. What about Fahrenheit? Oh boy. Why am I not 
142. 212. 212. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot that. I remember learning wow. that in school. So you're I got the Celsius. You're technically one and one. I'm just European. It's cool. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. Spell the word mantle. <laughs> M-A-N-T-L-E. Incorrect. No, no, I'm not. M A N T E L. Isn't there multiple spellings of mantle? Yeah, because like an octopus has a mantle, and then there's a mantle above a. Yeah, fireplace. well, I meant the one you didn't spell correctly. Well, you Will. didn't do that. <laughs> well, you should have asked me the, to specify. Uh, the one that's T L E. The definition okay. is a loose sleeveless cloak. That's what I was talking about. Okay, obviously. That, so hold on. If I said spell oh, Will's cloak. Hold on. So if I said spell the word there, you wouldn't say well what 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 there, Tyler. You would just spell one of them. I know you're a big. So cloak when guy. I say the word so. mantle. <laughs> I have a huge cloak guy. I love Harry Potter. All right. What is phobophobia? Phobo? For us, by us, phobia. <laughs> phobophobia is uh, a fear of. Uh, it's a fear of. Hmm. A fear of feet. Incorrect. A phobophobia. Is a fear of phobias. Oh well, you yeah. <laughs> you could have told me it was a ph, phobo. Oh, see all the stipulations. I here. thought it was phobo. Okay, Tyler's pulling the okie dokes on yeah. two straight questions. In the Harry Potter books, Professor Lupin is what sort of monster? He's a werewolf. Oh, Will's eating up. <clears throat> I've only seen you, the first four. Ryan, did you know that one? I did not. Mm, okay, the Rockettes are based in a famous building that's part of what complex? Wait, what are the Rockettes? Is this like a, the band? The Rockettes. Ryan, do you know who the Rockettes are? Yeah, I do. They're the, they're the ladies that all stand in a line and kick one leg in, in unison. Like, And they're, all these women live in this building? I'm confused. <laughs> it's like a nunnery. Yeah, what, what are we talking about uh, here? I guess they all reside in one building. Like, and to do where their, is the building? Yeah, Sorry? Well, what's it called? Well, just, just repeat You're not going to get it. I already changed pages. It's so far deep in this book. I'm Empire already, State Building. It's the Rockefeller Center. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Rockettes, Rock... Okay, that makes uh, sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, give me another. Okay. Um, let's see here. I got a couple more. Margaret Court was a world number in what sport? Was a world number? World number one, you mean? Margaret Court <laughs> was a world number one in what sport? <laughs> <laughs> what, what sport? <laughs> um, I'm Ron Burgundy. Tennis. I read things exactly how they're printed. I'm gonna don't say put tennis. Your, don't put your commas in the wrong place. <laughs> tennis? What was the sport? You are correct. Tennis. Hey, tennis court. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, let's do one more. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's stupid. No, yeah. I don't like that one. He prepped Ooh. these just for the show. <laughs> what is the only planet in our solar system not named for a deity? Earth. Oh, this guy. <laughs> See, I tried coming with the 98-mile-an-hour fastball there. Just sneak it right past got him. Got it. All right, well, I got a college football trivia question for the for Oh, the I love it. Okay, okay. Switch it up and go Jeopardy this time. Oh, I love it. All right. That's Jeopardy perfect. music. Okay. But that uh, means we have to answer in the form of a question, right? The top five. So let's see. The, the the top five teams that currently own the FBS records for most points scored in a season. Right? Oh, These God, are FBS teams only. Like- the top five have all been in the two thousands. If you can name three of them, then you get it right. Okay. So, hold on. Of the five teams, na- name how many are Power Five? Can I get a hint? All of them. Oh. Oh wait. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, four of them are Power Five. 
Okay, Oklahoma. Uh, yes, Oklahoma, two thousand eight. That's one. Baylor. Can you name the year? No. Okay. Uh, Baylor. Baylor is not. They were close though. No. Uh, 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 LSU. LSU twenty nineteen. Joe Burrow year. Yes, that's two. Okay, so we've got. Uh, we're gonna go Oregon. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't think Alabama, but let me guess Alabama. No. Okay. Alabama's okay. not there. Okay, because they're offense Smitty, generally. Do you not. have any ideas? Um, I, you'd have to read the question again. I'm up here switching stuff. So we're just looking for the top five uh, FBS records for most points in a season. And the top five are all in the 2000s. And Tyler gave you what? Tyler already guessed uh, LSU and Oklahoma. Ohio State. Nope. All right, I'll give you a hint. One of these five teams, the one that's not in the Power Five, is going to be in the Power Five shortly. I mean, still, I don't... UCF? No. I don't... I, off the top of my head, All right, I don't... so... G- give me a few more guesses, then I'll just write... I'll write... Okay, read uh, Cincinnati. Uh, no. BYU. No. Uh, well, fuck, <laughs> who's the fourth team who's going in? Uh, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and uh, Houston. Yes. Okay. Houston, 2011. All right. Okay, uh, well, hold on. And now I'm... Pissed. All right, so. let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. So you got the number one team. That was LSU. Number two is a team that uh, I believe won the national championship this year. The year was 2014. Uh, 2014 ship was Auburn, right? Uh, no. no. Auburn was in the championship against someone. Maybe uh, that's the right answer. Who did Auburn lose to? It wasn't with Cam. Gus. That was like that Auburn's like miracle re- year. Was that a rematch with? No. Was it Texas? No, it was not. All right, here we go. Who El- Texas beat in the sheet? Because Texas won in... 2006. Oh, six. I was going to say... And they eight. lost to Alabama in like 2012, I think. Um, all right, number one was LSU 2019. They, they broke the record. The record they broke, the second place team was Florida State 2014. That was the year with James Winston. Uh, what? Yep. Uh, Oklahoma 2008 was number three. 2011, Houston was number four. And the number five team was Clemson in 2018. Oh, how do we not guess Clemson? Yeah. No, that was stupid. Tough. That was stupid. Yeah. That's tough. Speaking yeah. of Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, uh, we'll do a quick Urban Meyer update. He's 0-2. The Broncos <laughs> beat him today. Urban Meyer's that much closer to quitting football altogether, saying that his, his health is back. Hey, they scored his a touchdown says, in the first quarter. They that was did. really good. They did. <laughs> the Broncos win. That was really good. Um, all right. This is a segment idea that I've had for a while. Yes. The idea is... You are now... So I was watching I said some... yes, but I don't know what's coming right now. I was now. watching some... No, I texted you guys about this. I was watching a documentary recently on uh, yeah. Kim Jong-un in North Korea, oh, and he's yeah. like the supreme leader. And and so he's in charge of everything. He's like a god to them. He's more than just like the president. He's in charge of everything. I, I hear he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he seems tight. I hear he likes basketball. <laughs> he's kind of uh, a rascal. Yeah, yeah, really rascally guy. <laughs> um, a little divisive. Um, <laughs> so, so you're now the supreme leader of America. You are Kim Jong-un. You have, you have power over every decision. You can do whatever you want. And the way it works is you get to change... Uh, anything you want about college football and just about life in general. So I have a little short list of things here. Okay. And so the first thing I'm changing, if I'm the supreme leader for college football, is I'm putting a microchip in the ball so we don't no longer have to have the chains. We no longer have to know you know, or, or question if it was a first down or not, if it was a touchdown or not. I'm chipping the ball. I'm fixing the targeting rule. And then cornerbacks and safeties who celebrate with an incomplete sign before they realize that the pass interference, you know, when they clearly committed a pass interference and the flag is out, that's an extra penalty. 
So if you're if you think you're hot <laughs> shit and you just like like defend the ball super well, but it was clearly pass interference, that's an extra 15 yards. Those are my three college football rules right there. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my main one is, and you know this, it's cut all the teams in half. If I were, what is it, the emperor, the sorcerer, like at the, waist? the supreme leader? <laughs> yeah, like, like like at the waist. What is that movie, <laughs> Ghost Ship? You guys ever seen Ghost Ship? No. No. Sounds good. <sighs> okay, so the first scene of Ghost Ship, everyone's on a ship, and uh, they're like, it's like, ghosts. A, it's like a party, you know, suave, a lot of high-class people mingling, do, 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 do. how you doing? And boom, before you know it, there's like this wire that just comes in, shoo, slices everybody in half, dude. Boom, their tops half just fall down. Yeah. I thought that movie crazy. was called Titanic. No, Ghost Ship. <laughs> It's crazy. It wasn't an iceberg. It was a wire the oh, whole time. It was weird. Okay. It was a good one. So you want to cut? No, but you want to cut like the... No, no. I want to divide the teams in half. So teams okay. like Idaho have a chance of winning a national championship or New Mexico, who just got embarrassed this weekend by Texas A&M, have a chance of winning a title. Hmm. Because right now, if New Mexico went undefeated, they wouldn't make the final four. There'd yeah, be other teams who made the final four. Isn't that just what we have with the FCS? Because you're just yeah. forgetting about the FCS. They have their own no, championship. that's exactly what we need to do. Just make another division like that. So you want to basically have it be like instead of like 120, like 60, and then the out. So it's basically just the my, power five. My perfect number would be 48. That's it? The top 48? That's not even all of the power five conferences. Uh, there's 60 in the power five? S- there's like 68 or something. I thought there was 60. Yeah, five conferences. Some of them, I mean, uh, let me see how many teams are in them. But then the power five wouldn't even include like UCF or... Cincinnati. Well, fuck UCF and Cincinnati in this scenario. Then, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Like, no, that, I think forty. Look, I think forty-eight teams is plenty. Like, it, I think I think once you get to forty-nine, we're not really having a discussion of can you win the title. So mm. I'm fine with forty-eight teams. And before we said this, it's a radical idea. I don't care if the listeners yell at me. I love the relegation idea, like the soccer idea of yeah, where. Yeah. And I shouldn't even use the the S word because that's a trigger word for a lot of people. But the idea is football. You have several divisions. Let's say several forty. I mean, if there's 120 roughly teams, you know, let's say 48 teams or so in each division. Okay, there would be fewer in the third. But the point is. The top maybe five teams in the second division get to come up. The bottom five in the top one go down. Right, there's, so there's 65, by the way, in the power five. Yeah, so, so that's so what you think? 48. I mean, look, I love the Colorado Buffaloes. I'm a huge CU fan. Right now, they probably don't deserve to be in that division. So hmm. they're, they're a power five they team. Get next. They next. They would get in. The, in. Yes. Okay. I, they would be in the second division. Cincinnati is a, a top 15 team. See, but here's my problem is that you, you cut it in half and fine. You want to give the lower teams a chance to hoist something of their own right a but hoist. then ooh, why, this was the hoist rule why doesn't <laughs> why doesn't that then continue like because then what would don't we not feel bad for the 48th stopping with this you're just like you want to give bullshit. you want to give that, participation that, trophies to every team no, so everyone i don't gets want there to be a million four team divisions that that's ridiculous just there should be there's a lot of middle ground between what we have now and that will so i don't off know, with their Tyler. heads okay smitty Wait, uh, I'm not done. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. My bad. I think that we should have to to make the television product more more fun. Okay. And I, I would like this for the NFL too. 
I, I think there should be little tiny cameras on every helmet and little speakers on every Love one. Love that idea. And so you can see what they're seeing, get a different view. Maybe it's on a different like channel or something like that, different option. Yeah. Uh, get more yeah. like immersive and kind of see. Kind of like the VR, right? Yes. You see what the quarterback's seeing. I would love that. We can all see Bo Nicks just missed that pass to the outside. I mean, you got to give them credit. They already had the referee <laughs> cam for a while. Like anyone gave a shit what the referee Dude, was seeing. How incompetent were those referees during the Auburn game? Yeah, because bad. he was. And it's like, it's, it, it's, this is not because, uh, like a game deciding thing. It's just hysterical because usually during a game, even in basketball or, or baseball, it's very common that if you make one mistake going one way, you'll make it up the other way. Yeah. And so what happened, and this was just my impression of it. Maybe you saw it a different way or maybe I was just looking for it, but they screwed James Franklin over. They made such a bad call for Penn State. Yeah, for it, sure. It was, some, it was something in the first half. Um, Can you remember exactly what it was? It was a play clock thing or an intentional grounding potentially. Yeah, it was, or, it was, it was a loss of down, so it was intentional grounding. They had yeah. a loss of down, and but there was another one later. It. There was another review where they, uh, I think it was that they, they ruled it not a catch, but it was clearly it a catch. It may have been that, but, there but were the, multiple point, times. the point was they screwed Franklin over. Yeah. And so the next play, it was uh, Penn State had the ball because they got it on the ensuing possession and the runner was down like a half yard short of the first down. It's and a makeup the, call. And the, well, the referee starts running out at the exact spot and you can see him Spends like two it. yards in start to run like a half yard up and mark him and it was so obvious yeah. they went and, re- it went and replayed it and I was like, I think we all just witnessed right. an accident of him trying to make up something here. Oh, yeah, yeah well, for sure. Well, and when they made that call and essentially made it, uh, James Franklin punt on third down, it's like you almost had the feeling where the refs understood that they screwed up and they just leaned in. It's right. like when you get caught right. in a lie <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, nope, that's exactly Swear. what happened. It's like in baseball where, where, a, where a umpire misses such a clear uh, strike and then the next pitch is two feet out of the strike zone. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 yeah, ring, so he's just like that's he's obvious. Ringing him up, exactly. You you could see that coming. Yeah, so. for sure. Okay, you got any more supreme leader rules for football? Uh, North Korea launched ones. some rockets off. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, no. I mean, that's just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Smitty I told you he's a rascal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little guy. Got to keep your eye on him. Uh, so my first uh, supreme leader um, change here is. We're just going to go uniform from the NFL to college. We're going to have same hash marks, same exact rules. Mm. I, f- I feel like it's always been really silly that college rules and NFL rules and the field dimensions are different. I just if if there are if if the yeah. ma- if, if the main goal is to go to the NFL, why would you not be? I mean, and essentially the NCAA is a feeder program for the NFL. Right. So why wouldn't you be playing on the field that you're that you're dreaming to play on? Right. Um. My other one was, you've already mentioned it, Will, the taunting, and I don't think you need to be supreme leader. That's going to get changed after this year. I, I, I targeting, a, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. targeting. Yeah. I, have, I have a good feeling that's going to be changed. I hope so. Um, and then kind of like your idea with the cameras, Tyler, I liked, I think it was in the, in the um, what did they start, the AFL, where they had everybody mic'd up? It was the XFL, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was, was it the reboot for the XFL? Oh, my God. I have I a new remember. idea. So get everybody mic'd up, every single player, every single coach, and then correspondingly, you have you know, uh, a corresponding ESPN channel where you can choose different feeds to which players you love want it. to Absolutely to love to. it. I just thought of an idea with that. Yeah. The XXXFL. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's only in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, That's mean. Um, you guys imagine what that would be? <laughs> that would, that would be awesome. Should we fill in the blanks? Well, no? actually, yeah. if you love like the, the fat guy touchdown, you know, when like the defensive line does a scoop and score and it's like a 340-pound, what if you just had a whole the XXXL <laughs> 
FL or whatever, just like Tyler said, but it's only big dudes. You have to be 300 pound minimum to play every position. My 600 like pound football league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would absolutely watch that for sure. But we could have it in all leagues too. Like I know we've talked about this probably off mic, but you know, having like NHL goalies that have to be like gurneyed into the crease and there's like no net showing. Yeah. Well, well, one you of just our stuff other, them in like a, like yes. you're filling up a bowl of yeah. soft. Yeah. Serve. That was one of the <laughs> other Woos media hosts idea is he said, why don't you just get Fat like goalie. someone from like my 600 pound life <laughs> just and just there. tuck them in there. Like you're tucking a suitcase in for a three week vacation. Just <laughs> there squeeze must be them some in rule there. about that. I mean, I don't know if there really is, but, uh, but also really when you, the, the goal is so big, I don't even think a huge person would do that. Mm. Plus, once they get on there, it's there. like a turtle on his back. He's not moving. So these players are so good, they can just put it top corner for sure. Yeah, that's true. Where the peanut butter goes. I like that. All right. <laughs> for for life, if I'm supreme leader, I've just got three things here. The first one is, so one thing. One of the things that Kim Jong-un is famous for is apparently he killed, he executed his uncle by like shooting, him with, killing him with a tank at like point so, blank range. Yeah, he, he killed him for he killed him with an anti aircraft gun <laughs> from point blank range. Okay, yeah. I'm doing that to every NBA referee that's ever been. That, that's the first thing I'm doing because they're the absolute worst refs in the world. Uh, rule number two: everyone has to just shut up more. No people <laughs> people open their big mouth too much, probably including me, definitely including me. And uh, my next rule is everyone just shut up, and then. If you're proven in court to be an asshole driver, you have to take the bus for the next two months. And everyone <laughs> okay. will be way nicer after that. So those Dude, are my three. Very true. Can I uh, give something to the people of America? Just yeah. a little tip to be a little courteous, a little more courteous out there. Yeah. If there's two lanes. Oh, I knew you were going straight to this. The zipper. If there's at <laughs> least two. No, no, no. Not the. Are you, you're talking about the merge? Yeah. No, that's not where oh, I'm going. You've talked about that but before. But I do. I'm, I'm a fan of the zipper merge. The zipper but merge. that's not where we're going here. <laughs> okay. So if there's at least two lanes where you can go straight in both lanes, right? You can go straight in the in the left lane, and in the right lane, you can go straight and also turn right. And if you're going straight and you can get in the middle lane, get in the middle lane, because there's people who are going to have to turn right. And it drives me crazy when there's a wide open three lane intersection, some asshole picks the right lane, which is a two let which is you can turn right or go straight. They're going straight. There's two empty lanes to the left of them, which are also straight, yet they're jamming up traffic for everyone behind them who has to turn. Thirteen people can be behind one asshole who has to go straight on a on, on a on a lane where you can also turn right. So if you're going straight and there's other <laughs> options. Just signal over and get over. It's more courteous. You keep traffic going. <sighs> Wild G 2024. <laughs> I mean, look, if if I'm Supreme Leader, that guy not only has to take the bus for the next two months, but if he keeps it up, he can uh, he can get executed with an anti-aircraft gun, too. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just go full nuts. Uh, that's I had to get grinds my gears. Okay. I've, I've been holding that one up for a while. That's cool. I got a lot of maybe every week or so every couple of weeks. I can bring up a new road incident. Yeah. Oh, anger. God. How old are we? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're old. That's yeah. for sure. Um, all right. What, what else do we have before we do the game? Oh, can, I, can I give you? Oh, my yeah. Hair? Sorry. Yeah. Smitty. All right. So Supreme uh, leader. So Supreme leader for the rest of the world. Um, again, not a political podcast, but our uh, our prisons are full. Our prisons are overpopulated. Love it. Mostly with nonviolent drug offenders. Bring back public shaming. Oh, Tarring, yes. feathering. Pull his pants down. Laugh at whatever's underneath there. Um, walk him through the streets with mm. honey on his head. I don't know. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I like mean, that. I'm a fan. Why not? <laughs> we're pushing it today. Let's just go there. Yeah. I like it. No doubt all these rules that we're making are going to make the world a better place. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. No one should ever entrust us with anything. Yeah. Uh, I got my impressions, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. We got it. This is going to be good. Are you done, Ryan? Good. Are you out yeah, of your stuff, son? All right. So here's how this works. Everyone, play along at home. This is one for the kids. I am... Uh, how do I say this? I am the Frank Caliendo of Woo's Media. Ah. I am a yep. savant of the speech. I am a connoisseur of the conundrum. Well, that really didn't work, but either it way. It was an alliteration. Yeah, Good it job. kind of was working there. All right, so here's how it works. I give the impression. You guys tell me who I'm doing. All right? <laughs> Yoda? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought you were about to break into the theme song of Frasier, though. Well, you're getting closer. So, oh, really? You're getting closer with theme song. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, the Toy Story guy. Yeah. Paul Newman? Randy. Randy. Randy uh, Newman. Okay. See? And Paul really, Newman makes a solid start. dressing. Okay. Now this one, <laughs> this one is... Oh, God. I actually, uh, this one is one of my top comedians of all time. I love him. It probably, my, if I had to make a top, if I'm, my Mount Rushmore comedians, he's for sure on it. Okay. And unfortunately, he recently passed away, so I thought I'd include, include him in this. All right. So, uh, a moth walks into a podiatrist, right? <laughs> and, uh, you can't do moth the says. <laughs> <laughs> Ma says, "Hey, Doc." Yeah, I know it. Uh, who, uh, Norm. Who, Norm. Thank you. Norm. Thank you. R.I.P. Norm. Yeah. Yeah. For real, one of the best. Yeah. How would you grade that impression, though? It's, uh, it's not bad. Not, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to hear my rendition of the moth joke, maybe I'll tell it one day. <laughs> maybe off air. It's very Herman and Berman like. Oh my Maybe gosh, I can bring the, the audience up to that time. joke. All right, next one. You know the difference between a real crib and a, and a fake crib is the real cribbers really know what which. That Christopher Reed is such a butthole. This is comic book guy. No. See, that, Jimmy. that's Jimmy. Jimmy and comic book <laughs> are very similar. That's comic book guy. Is it comic book guy? Yeah, I that's, didn't even that's realize more how comic book they guy were. than Jimmy. See, I'm the kind of chef in the kitchen where I'm making a lot of stuff with the same ingredients, right? I'm like Chipotle where For I can sure. make a lot of different things <laughs> with the same like 12 yeah. things. So I'm not working that with That sounded f- more like comic book guy. Okay, well, hold on. Like, uh, mom, pup, I mean, come on. That's better. That's okay. better for Jimmy, Jimmy from South Park. Okay. If you're not, if you're not familiar, yeah. Timmy, yeah. Okay, that's your Timmy. South Park ones are not bad. Yeah, the South Park ones are okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, now this one is these next two are kind of themed, and you guys know this. One. I've done this one before. You know Batman? No, that's not it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you know Batman? You can't shave all of Gotham in one night. Michael K. There we go. That's that one's one. not there bad. There we go. All right. And my last impression here, kind of themed with the Michael Caine one. Well, hello, Mr. Batman. Bane. Yeah. Yeah, born in the dark. Yeah, that's not bad. Huh? That's not bad. Okay, I there like we go. It. All well, right. Well, that's the impressions. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. There we go. And, uh... This is a Sunday show for you guys. <laughs> Sunday show. <laughs> Let me tell you. This when, is the day of our Lord. When Will told me we're recording on Sunday and I knew that the lines weren't going to be out for me to look at, I was like, well, I'm not handicapping, so I guess I'll do impressions. <laughs> well, we are going to do games, but. <laughs> no, I mean, I got there's some, some lines. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about games. There's some lines. Mm. Uh, first, though, we need to do a shout out for BetUS. 
So BetUS, everyone needs to, to go and sign up there if you're going to be gambling, especially if you're in a state where it's maybe not legal for you yet uh, to use the other uh, sports books, FanDuel, DraftKings, all of those. BetUS is perfect for you. They do a 125% bonus, uh, matching bonus for your deposit. So make sure you go to them. If you want to support the show, check out BetUS. Uh, use promo code TAILGATE. We also tweet out the link every week during the uh, when we give out the bet board. I'm, I'm doing it with our bet board tweet. There's a link there. You can sign up there. These guys are great. The cash out is, uh, is easy and trustable. You can, you know, look, a lot of times when you sign up with these offshore, uh, you know, sports books, you might be like, oh, what is this? They're asking for like a photocopy of my driver's license or whatever. You can trust that. They're very trustworthy. These guys don't stay in business if they're not trustworthy with your money, with your, uh, with your cash out. So make sure you bet with them. Go to betus.com and use promo code TAILGATE. All right. Uh, week four games, Tyler. Week four. Let's do it. Notre Dame plus five and a half at Wisconsin. Uh, this one is tricky. Look, Notre Dame has been a team that I feel like is hard to get a good beat on this year just because, you know, so far they're, they're doing actually pretty well against the spread, um, but they just don't look like the Notre Dame that we're used to. Their offensive line is struggling. They got Jack Cohn, the transfer quarterback from Wisconsin. Uh, and this is interesting to me because we haven't seen a lot of Wisconsin this year. We saw that big week one matchup against Penn State, but we don't know, you know, they haven't played uh, anyone else since then, basically. And, and I'm kind of, I don't really know what Wisconsin is. And I feel like even though I've seen a lot more of Notre Dame, I don't know what they are either. And it's really interesting to me because when you add in the transfer player there at quarterback uh, with Jack Cohn, he knows Wisconsin well. Wisconsin knows him well. Like, do you do you give an advantage here one way or the other? To me, it seems like this line is a little bit bigger just for Wisconsin. I always give the advantage to, and this is going to sound like it's obvious, but really think about it because a lot of people don't do this, to who can do more with the information they have. Okay. So, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, uh, you could probably tell where I'm going with this, uh, Wisconsin, I think, would have the edge because they know everything Jack Cohn does well, everything he doesn't do well, what he likes, doesn't like. And if Jack Cohn knows a lot about the Wisconsin defense or what they like, they can easily switch things up in yeah. terms of scheme and approach. So who can do more with that information? I have to give the edge to the Wisconsin coaching staff. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's why you see this line. I think it, that or excuse, this game actually isn't at, I'm sorry, this game is not at Wisconsin. This game is in Chicago at Soldier Field. This is a neutral site game. Mm. And so... That's Chicago, Chicago. N- Notre Dame hasn't really been able to run the ball very well this year. The offensive line has struggled. And so they've been passing more, which is good from like, if you're an analytics guy, like Tyler and I were talking about earlier, passing on you're early downs. You're making fun of me. Passing, no, passing on early downs is what all the analytics say you should be doing. They're doing more of that, but it almost seems like it's more of a function of the fact that they're not running the ball very well. And Wisconsin's defense is very stout. I think that they'll take away the run, and there's, this game really will come down to can Jack Cohn, you know, play well against Wisconsin here? And, oh, man, this is tough because I think Wisconsin wins this game, but I think that Notre Dame can keep this very close because I don't have a ton of faith in the Wisconsin offense right now with Graham Mertz. They didn't look very good against Penn State week one at home. That's concerning to me. Now you get a game, you know, neutral site in Chicago against Notre Dame. Uh, Brian Kelly, I think that he's really good in these underdog spots. You know, I, I'm not the biggest Notre Dame fan, but he's a coach I certainly respect. And so five and a half seems like a lot to me. And I think if I had to pick one way, I might lean with the Irish here. Yeah, I'm going Irish. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping you'd take Scotty there. I don't uh, know. I don't know, man. I don't know about Wisconsin's defense. And I think that this could be the game where they, they put the rush together. And here's the thing. 
Brian Kelly's a good coach. They have a good offensive line. Before the season started, they were the they were top twenty five offensive line. So yeah. a couple bad performances. I'm not gonna sell this rush game down. You know the river. Is that a phrase? Yeah, selling the rush game down the river. <laughs> you hear that all the time. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, selling uh, selling someone down the river. That's yeah, a phrase. I mean, look, I'm I'm feeling like this is a Sunday show, but uh, either way, I think if there's a coaching, like, ask yourself this. Can Brian Kelly fix that? Can they look at the tape that we're looking at and say, we can't run the football, let's fix that? I mean, I totally think right. this is not going to be a big issue. And if, if it were something else, something more, injuries, they, 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 they can't, you know, they have a bad offensive line and it's showing and they can't throw the football to combat that. I don't think that's the case. I think maybe they struggle here or there like a lot of teams do. I mean, look across the country. Not every team's doing everything well right now. And... So the question to me just comes down to, can this Notre Dame coaching staff make the changes? And I guess the other part would be, you know, how good really is Wisconsin? And uh, I give the nod to Notre Dame. Notre Dame to me is still absolutely in the conversation for the Final Four. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Wow. I know you're kind of... But you've been hesitant on them since the beginning of the season because they're turnover, I think, right? You were skeptical because yeah, they, they had lost so many, a lot. They had so yeah. many new guys. And I just think I my opinion of that was different because I think that they're going to be able to get through it just fine. And I think the way that Brian Kelly gets them tuned in with the offense and what he's looking for, maybe I'm giving him too much credit here, but I just think this is a much better team than we're giving them. And I think it's like, I think we see this every year where there's a team or two or more that look like this where they're winning games they're doing they're they're getting a little bit better each game they're working on one aspect each game and by the end of the season you know they have a, the roster to where there's not going to be many blind spots yeah. so i like notre dame a lot and uh i'll take them plus five and a half and let's also say this it's so early in the week some right. of these lines may be very different by the time you guys are listening so yeah. if it is different we apologize we're doing the best we can and, you know, I mean, I honestly like Notre Dame probably to plus I don't I actually don't want to know because I don't have my numbers pulled up. So I don't want to just throw a number out there. But sure. I do like him at five and a half. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about this game is that right now the the total is sitting like 46, 47 points, which means that they think it's going to be low scoring, which means I feel like typically with those low scoring totals, you don't see spreads as big as this. So five what is and it? Half points. Five and a half. And what was the over under? 46 47 so 47 so that's 26 21 exactly and yeah. so in a low scoring I, I do think it will be low scoring i don't think you're gonna I, I i actually think the badgers defense is very good i think jim leonard does a great job there and the fact that they know jack Cohn, i think that will limit the amount of points Notre Dame can score but i don't have a ton of faith in wisconsin's offense at all and so i think this will be a, a really low scoring game and so to me that number five and a half seems you know, I feel like this should maybe be more like a field goal spread with that low of a total. I think we also see this game, Brian Kelly's ability to change offense week by week, manipulate the game plan. Yeah. And uh, Paul, Paul Christ. Christ. The, no, I call him Paul Christ. The next coming. Gotcha. Um, yeah. The next coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Irish. Okay. The yeah. fighting Irish. I like that too. Oh, the fighting Irish. Um, next game up is we got Louisville at Florida State. Uh-oh. So Florida State completely down in the dumps. They're 0-3. They get the upset against Jacksonville State. On the I know Hail what's going to happen play. here. You're going to take Louisville because Louisville's look good and Florida State's look bad. It doesn't matter what the line is. You're going to take Louisville despite what the line is. I, no, I may I, just I, take I, FSU here just to fade Will. I know what he's going to do here. FSU I know at for home. A fact. This, this really doesn't have anything to do with... Because I don't think Louisville's looked that good. Look, they beat Central Florida on Friday night and I did not expect that at all. They look way better 
than than I expected. That's for sure. I still do, don't think that Scott Satterfield has a good thing going in Louisville right now. I like Malik Cunningham, but Why? I don't know about Why don't his you weapons. think he's got a good thing going? They've struggled. They struggled really poorly. I mean, he had a hot first year, and since then it hasn't been hot. Uh, he, you know, I don't know the people of Louisville really want him right now. He was flirting with other coaching jobs in the offseason. He came out and said, I want to be here, but the reasons he gave were all ridiculous. Sounded like he really didn't want to be there. I don't think that he's going to be there very long, and I don't think that Louisville is very good. That being said, they did impress me. There was more fight in them than I thought they would have against Central Florida Friday night. They're two and a half point favorites. This is all about mental. It has nothing, you know, look, it's not just that Louisville is looking good and Florida State's looking bad. It's mental. I mean, if Florida State, if that, that upset against Jacksonville State, fine. You know, you can say we just really fucked that up at the end, blah, blah, blah. But they need to come out the next week against Wake Forest and show that they still have some fight in them. And they didn't do that at all. They got completely blown out by Wake Forest. I don't know where these guys' heads are at. How is Mike Norvell going to convince these players, hey, you know, now I'm telling you the right things and now you got to put faith in me even though we're 0-3. Meanwhile, you know, Louisville, you know, the, the, the tough part here is that I think Louisville's run game isn't that good and Florida State is is a pretty solid run defense team. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, and Malik, this game is going to be all about Malik Cunningham. Can he move the ball down the field through the air because I think Florida State will take away the run is it enough for me to go Louisville is going to win by a field goal? It's, I mean, really, this is less about liking Louisville and it's about fading Florida State because I've got no, I have no faith that they can win anything that these players want to play for them right now. I think Florida State's just really in a bad spot. What's the line? Two and a half. Oh, fuck. It's two and a half? Two and a half. I can't take that. I, that, that sucks. I expected something much more. That surprises me. You thought it'd be two more? And a half. I thought. You thought yeah, it'd be Louisville. I thought Louisville would be minus three and a half, four, five. I mean, I still don't want to take Louisville here, but can we also do something, Will? Yeah. Can we potentially this week, and maybe I should have brought this up for the show, or maybe on Twitter or something, Yeah. put some picks out later in the week once lines move sure. or something? Like yeah. for the, Follow or, the Twitter, or, and we'll give out some lines. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good idea, because we are recording on Sunday. Yeah, so things change, I and mean, even our, for our Monday shows, but I have all day. I mean, I, I, I do all my college football handicapping Monday, right? because lines usually come out late Sunday night, Monday morning. And so I, I take, you know, a, the good chunk of the morning to do that. So yeah. I don't have a lot of the stuff I normally have. This is like have. a bye week for us. Yeah, exactly. So if I get stuff later in the week, at CFB underscore POD, at CFB underscore pod, and yeah, we'll post something later in the week. Yeah, for sure. But you're not willing to make this a bet board just yet. We can announce one later on the Twitter yet, but... No, 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 no. I don't, I don't like two and a half at all. All right. Well, I'm going to take Louisville two and a half. Um, next game up, West Virginia at Oklahoma. An old Big 12 matchup. Uh, Oklahoma currently a 16-point home favorite. We talked about it earlier. Oklahoma is struggling right now. Yeah, they're winning, but the offense doesn't look great. They couldn't score very well against a Nebraska team that I don't think is very good. West Virginia wins against Virginia Tech. They needed every second towards the end to do it, but they got out to a hot start, and I think that West Virginia defense is very good. This number right now is 16 points that Oklahoma or the, uh, West Virginia has to cover. You know, is the I think the real question is not. You're not looking much at, okay, what are they doing? How have they been the last few weeks for Oklahoma? The real question, if you're going to try to bet West Virginia here, is is this the week that Oklahoma breaks out and finally looks like themselves? Because if they do, they can win this game by a lot. They can cover the spread easily. But to me, it's just like Oklahoma feels, something feels off with them. The defense is kind of getting better. And, you know, I think this this game could stay close early on. And maybe Oklahoma 
breaks it loose in the fourth quarter or something like that. But, you know, as long as this game is over two touchdowns, I actually think I'm leaning West Virginia here plus 16. I think they're kind of an underrated team right now, undervalued. Even though Oklahoma has struggled, the public is, I think, still going to think, okay, Oklahoma's got Spencer Rattler. They've got the talent, blah, blah, blah. Take Oklahoma. So for that reason, I think I'm going to go with the Mountaineers here. I think I'm liking the Mountaineers. You know what's funny is I was kind of all over. I mean, look, I've been saying Spencer Rattler may not be the guy, and he doesn't look very good, and I agree with that, and I, I, I think that's the case. And the, I don't think he has the special ability that we've seen from Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts and you know uh, Kyler Murray. Right. But if you look at their, their grades, Oklahoma's grades from uh, PFF College, their passing grade – they are 11th in the country. Wow. Their offensive grade, they're ninth in the country. Hmm. Their pass blocking grade, they're 100 and, uh, 105th. So they are not... They got to so, protect. I've been blaming Spencer Rattler this whole time. Maybe the issue is more the offensive line, not being able to help with the run game, not being able to protect. And so, I mean, I guess the question becomes more, can they fix the offensive line? Do they have the guys for that? Yeah. And what's... That's that's not always a guaranteed thing. You know, earlier we were talking about uh, you know can you make a change? Can Brian Kelly alter you know week by week? Right. That's something you can change, right? Game plan stuff. Sometimes if you just don't have the offensive linemen that you're used to having, that could be the case too. And this this year maybe Oklahoma doesn't have the guys up front who we're used to seeing. And I don't care about five star how much they're hyped up. They could have all the hype in the world if they're not producing, which they're clearly not right now. That could be the case. Also, it is the defense. And Oklahoma, let's not forget, they had a lot of transfers last season, a lot of that secondary left. And so that could be impacting this team. Maybe that's going to be slower to catch up. Maybe some of these teams, like Oklahoma, new pieces on defense, will take several weeks to get going. So, um, again, like like I said for, for Notre Dame and Clemson, you got to give Lincoln Riley and his staff benefit of the doubt to turn things around. But I think that could be part of the problem right now. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, if you're leaning one way, you think you're leaning West Virginia then? Uh, 16's a pretty big number for no, a team. No, I'm leaning Oklahoma. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, staying in the Big 12, Texas Tech uh, at Texas. Right now, Texas Longhorns, 10.5 point home favorites. Mm. This is the next big test for the Horns. They benched Hudson Card. They bring in Casey Thompson. They look really great against Rice last week. But rice isn't very good, right? Rice is good with soy sauce. Yeah, rice is good with a lot of things, yeah. actually, it turns out. <laughs> Not just soy. Um, <laughs> love rice. Yeah. What's that old Mitch Hedberg joke? Rice is good if you're hungry and want 500 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, Texas, the, the, you know, the, the big test for them came against Arkansas, and they failed. Now mm. it's a new quarterback. Maybe they get some things fixed last week against Rice. They get Texas Tech at home. This is a, you know, a Big 12 rival. Uh, Texas Tech, not super good, but these Big 12 games can kind of get out of hand. And so, to me, Tyler, this is all about, is Casey Thompson, is benching Hudson Card for Casey Thompson truly the right move? And if Texas wins big here, then maybe Sark goes, okay, I've made the right decision. If not, then at that point, you maybe have two quarterbacks that you don't think are doing a good job, and now you've maybe done a, a, a disservice, you know, mishandling them. And so, man, there's something about Texas Tech especially with these in-state rivals where I feel like they can keep it close, but unfortunately they're not good at sealing the deal late. And so I think if I was going to bet a number here, Texas right now, 10 and a half point favorite, I'd look at Texas in the second half. So I'm guessing that spread would be right around like four, four and a half points. 
Does that seem right to you, Tyler, for a 10.5 point spread? And the, just the pure second half line? Yeah. So the second half, no, the second half would be a little bit higher. So if it were a 10.5 oh, really? point spread, yeah, so the first half would probably be. Uh, the first half was the higher number. Four and a half. And then the second half, yeah, four and a half or five, and the second half would be whatever's left over. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit higher score in the second half. Either way, I think that uh, I, I, that, that's how I see things going. I think you could see Texas Tech kind of fight this Texas team, you know, get these guys fired up. Hey, we can beat Texas. It's a Big 12 thing. And then Texas makes the adjustments. The talent kind of shows itself towards the end of the game. And then I see Texas, you know, covering the spread in the second half. I think that's where I'm leaning. Uh, I would probably lean with Texas Tech. I think ten and Plus a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, ten and a half points is too many. You got okay. the rivalry. Texas has put a lot on tape too. You you hear some of these coaches, especially offensive coaches, talking about building through the season, right? I think Texas in that Arkansas game, especially. It's funny when teams get in that position, you can see what they're back against the wall, what they're going to do. So I think Texas kind of exposed themselves, and I think Tech is a lot better than people think. So ten and a half points. Way too many. Texas's offense, I don't think, is good enough to pull away. Interesting. So uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll lean Tech right there. Okay. Uh, staying in the state of Texas. Texas A&M. in the state of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, including Texas A&M. They're mm-hmm. going at Arkansas. This is a really fun matchup now yep. because Arkansas is hyped. They're ranked in the top 20 now. Uh, they took down Texas at home. Now they get Texas A&M at home. And Texas A&M with these, you know, look, really great expectations, high ranking to start the season. And frankly, they haven't lived up to expectations at all. The defense has been very good. The offense has not. And we know they're on their backup quarterback now. For them to be five-point road favorites here over Arkansas, that seems like a tall order. But what freaks me out, Tyler, is the hype. All the hype right now, the public is thinking, look how good Arkansas is. They beat Texas. They're ranked for the first time in forever. Sam Pittman, blah, blah, blah. Arkansas is back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Arkansas is back. Texas A&M is down in the dumps. Do you think that it's that just taking Texas A&M here to fade the public would be a smart move here? Yeah, I definitely think so. If you can get a team like A&M who's arguably a national title contender in a spot where everyone's against them, yeah, you definitely take it. Now, I want to say this. I've been one to say I think A&M's way overrated. Right. You I think said that, that last week, I think. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah, and I definitely think so. But that doesn't mean you don't bet on them. Right. You know, just because they're a little overrated doesn't mean they're always going to be a terrible bet. So I would certainly take A&M here five points. Yeah. I think that's going to climb up to around a touchdown. Interesting. Yeah, because to me, it's like my heart tells me Arkansas because that's who I want to win, right? They're the fun, you know, fun new thing right now. They're the side chick. But A and M is your, you know, your stay-at-home girlfriend, mm-hmm. and the the thing Easy. is that, yeah, the the backup quarterback doesn't have a ton of experience, but he's just going to get better and more comfortable with that offense. That whole offense has a lot of new starters, and the more time they spend together, the better they're going to be. My my brain is telling me A and M, even though I kind of want Arkansas to win this game. Speaking of that, have you ever heard the <laughs> post-game interview of the player saying? Yeah, you know, I'd like to thank my wife and my girlfriend. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. soccer player. Yes. He was like a it's French so player, funny. wasn't he? Yeah. 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 As he like, says it, too, you can see just like the whole mood on his face change. Yeah. He's like, like, oh, uh, no. I'd like to thank my wife and <laughs> my, my girlfriend. Girl, my girlfriend. Uh, I mean, uh. <laughs> something tells me that uh, the ladies in that relationship aren't uh, totally blind to the situation. Right. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> if he's that brazen. So, yeah, I mean, you think we're both on A&M here? Maybe, maybe best bet territory? I'm on A&M. Ooh, best bet. But see, we can't do that to the audience and give out five okay. if this thing's going to go to seven. So I like it now. Let's revisit it uh, like on Tuesday okay. or so when we're going to put this out. Yeah, we'll tweet, and we'll then tweet out our picks. We'll tweet it. 
And if you guys are on Twitter, should we just give like an email for anyone who's not on Twitter just so they're not, don't feel excluded if they want to like reach the show? Yeah, or? don't we have, it's tailgate at woosmedia.com. Isn't yes. that right? Yes. So you can all, if you want to have uh, listener questions, if you want to tell us that we're awesome, tell us that we suck. That's how you do it. Yes. We'll read every email on air. Just kidding. We're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> hey, if anyone tells me I suck, I will read it. Yeah. And we, we will respond very kindly because that's what we do. <laughs> we kill them with kindness. Um, next game up, Rutgers at Michigan. Michigan, an 18 and a half point favorite right now. This one's really interesting to me because Michigan, if you look at the three games, that they're 3-0 and and they've beaten the spread by like an average of 14 points a game so far this year. They're, they're, they're completely... Uh, exceeding expectations of the market of the public they had a really horrible year last year this year they're just running the ball so well they're, I mean they're averaging like almost 400 yards rushing per game right now they have more rushing yards in three games than they did all of last season through that six game Big Ten schedule when they were terrible right they're doing very well Rutgers on the other hand is a team that I've been betting on a bunch uh, they're a team you know so bad for so long and now Greg Schiano's back I think he's turning over the program entirely i think they're a dangerous team and they're a team that frankly i'm going to be picking a lot this year i think against the spread i think they'll be a spread darling but this is tough because i don't know that rutgers offense can produce to keep up with michigan michigan because they're running the ball so well they're dominating time of possession they're limiting uh you know time with the football for the other team's offense and 18 and a half is a big number and so i'm looking at it tyler and I mean, I don't know. Do you lean one way or the other? Is that 18 and a half number important to you? Is that a, a crucial number, as they say? No. I mean, I think I like Michigan. I'm riding this Michigan train. I know oh, they have Kevin Kevin, but uh, you ever seen the Bugs Bunny with the frog? Everybody do the Michigan rag. <laughs> yeah, you ever seen that one? <laughs> it's one of my I favorite, don't think so. It's one of my favorite Bugs Bunnies. Go watch it tonight. It's the frog. Anyway. Okay. I'm singing the song. I'm yeah. doing the Michigan rag. I'm on Michigan this week. Okay. And I think Harbaugh, it's hysterical. This is my whole point with everyone freaking out and overreacting. And I don't think it's freaking out and overreacting for a Michigan fan base who has high expectations to be upset with Harbaugh. Right. I think that the whole idea of he can't coach anymore is ridiculous, you know? And right. and, and look at everything with USC and, and how James Franklin's name's coming up. And it's just like, look, I know Michigan hasn't really been winning. Do we all think Harbaugh forgot how to coach? So to right. me, this is like... This was inevitable. Like, he's going to turn this thing around. Michigan's going to start winning unless they fire him before he gets to that point. But I saw this coming. I think he's a great coach. And I think he has more in the chamber. He's going to have more in the back pocket for when other teams catch up, start start loading the box, stuffing the run. I think good things are coming for Michigan. You're always hesitant. Will is the most yeah, look, hesitant I'm a, person just because you've been burned before. I'm a battered uh, spouse at this point. <laughs> They've hurt yeah. me a lot. And... Yeah. This definitely screams like I can tell you as a Michigan fan, like, you know, looking good for three games and then they're favored against like a team like Rutgers and then they might win this one by like nine points or something and not cover the spread. This screams that moment. But what's different is that this offensive line is absolutely humming. I mean, look, Washington is a team. They lost to Montana week one. Michigan blew them out. Their offense is horrible. Washington's defense is not bad. Washington does not have a bad defense, and Michigan was able to blow them off the ball entirely. They ran for like 380 yards against Washington. Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins are absolutely just like killing it right now in the run game, and, and Cade McNamara is not being asked to do a lot, and I'm not sure that he's what he's capable of, but the point is that he's not being asked to do a lot because the run game is so good. The defense has been playing very well, and th- I think this – I'm not going to try to tell you that Rutgers is a top 25 team because I don't think they are that yet. I think that Shiano has them on the way. But what scares me is I do think Shiano is a good big game coach. 
and nothing would be a better sign for the program right now than to go into the big house and upset Michigan or play one really close. And that's what freaks me out about this number. I think that Michigan, if you know, if they just keep doing what they're doing, they should be able to cover this by 21. But I think I'm leaning Rutgers 18 and a half right now, just because I think Shiano knows the moment. And I think that this could be a spot where, you know, he, he has them looking good. Maybe they don't win, but they keep it close. I mean, Nine, I just, 12 I just, points. I just something don't like know that. if they have the horses. Okay. You ever, you ever play the horses, Will? Uh, I'm not a bit. I've only bet on horses one time, and I won that day, but I'm not a big horse betting guy. I'm not a big horse betting guy either. They kind of strike me as, you they're know. They're animals. They're kind of animals themselves, you yeah. know, the horse guys. But uh, <laughs> one uh, horse guy once told me, that if you don't have the horse, like the the physical horse, you don't have a chance. And some horses are just smaller. <laughs> some just ponies out there. You don't yeah. bet on the pony. You don't bet on the it's pony. It's the same thing here. I think Rutgers, there's a bunch of ponies out there. You can see it in warm-ups. Mm. You know, so I think Michigan just has the thoroughbreds here. They're going to get off to a lead. They're gonna, just going to be better. And through the course of 60 minutes, I don't. I think they can pull away. It's all about the back door. I hope so. Yeah. Man, you really made that work while you... Good job <laughs> about the ponies. Yeah, look, I just I, I think the Michigan players and coaches are confident right now, and that scares me. That's that's okay. all I'm going to say. So I think I'm leaning Rutgers 18 and a half. There. I can keep going on about the ponies and horses. <laughs> no, we're good. No, I, I, I do have only one thing to say. Next time anyone out there here is listening, next time you're in Vegas, yeah, skip the horses because honestly, <laughs> the vig on a horse race it's like 20. percent Now, if you just want to have some fun, put some pizza money out there, it's one thing. But if you want to bet the horses, it's a terrible deal. However, mm-hmm. in Vegas now. They have what's called fortune horse racing, and it's little fake horses. It's like digital horses. <laughs> well, they're like, how would you explain? They're like real horses that go around, but yeah. you can see like on a digital screen too. It's like, did you ever as a kid at like for Christmas get like, um, they're like uh, the electronic horse machine game? Well, yeah. So there was the cars. You'd build the track and you'd have the little trigger and it would yeah. make the, that's what they kind of look like. Yeah. So it kind of goes Wait, around its own I'm little confused. track. Is it? It, uh, these aren't, re- but you they're, said they're, they're, they're real horses projected like onto toys. a screen. They're like toy horses, and yeah. they go around on the screen. But you can look up at a screen, and it looks like it's like a video game. So it projects right. what's happening in front of you onto the screen as if it were like real life. Kind but of. it's not projecting what real horses are doing. It's not like a. No, it's like a game. It's like yeah, all yeah, it's digital. Completely random. Yeah. See, that's what I don't like about it. Well, is that, is that I mean, it's not uh-huh. random. The house is going to get you. That's what I think. Uh, so. I would argue against that, and I say for our whole audience, go play the fortune horse racing. It's a lot of fun. I love the fake horses okay you sit down with 20 He's bucks a fake horse guy i'm a fake horse kind You're of a fake guy. horse guy yes it was a lot better when you could when you would actually physically use quarters though yeah right that's real degenerate <laughs> all right last game up clemson they, back with that game they would actually force you to smoke a cigarette while you were doing it <laughs> yeah it's good for you yeah. put some hair on your chest uh last game clemson at nc state mm. clemson struggling on offense the defense is very good they're 10 point favorites on the road at nc state Tyler, what do you? How do you even gauge a team like Clemson right now, where the offense is doing so bad, but the defense is great, and maybe they're feeling down in the dumps? They're getting wins, but it's not coming closely. Well, I, I call their offense my sheep team of the week. You want to know why? Why? Because they're bad. Oh God, we Dude, get out of here. There's some teams who can fix things in a week. There's like I think that's kind of been the theme of today's show. What can teams fix? Is it fixable? Right? Notre Dame probably is based on personnel. Oklahoma, maybe not with the offensive line. Right. In this situation, I think it's a total offensive reset. I mean, they don't look like themselves. They can't move the football. Last game, going down to the wire against Georgia Tech, 
I know they have won every season, but this hasn't looked like the same Clemson team, right? Clemson usually has one of those games, and outside that, they can't figure out, you know, they, they look great. And then that one game, they can't figure out what they're doing. Right. They haven't been consistent all year long. On the other hand, NC State's been my team this season. They've looked they've looked good. I mean, obviously, they've had their, their ups and downs, but they've looked good compared to expectation. Right. What did I say they'd win? I mean, I took the over, what, seven? Eight yeah, games, exactly. Yeah. Seven and a half, eight games. So we're not talking about a ACC contender here, but 10 points, and it's at NC State, right? It's at in, NC State. I'll take that. I'll take it. I mean, okay. I think that Clemson can't flip the switch like I think Oklahoma can if the offensive line gets it right like I think Notre Dame can if the offensive scheme gets it right I think Clemson's going to take a longer time there's familiarity NC State's got a lot of players who played well against Clemson give me the uh, NC State Wolfpack yeah I don't know what, Wolfpack. what freaks me out is NC State couldn't score against Mississippi State that one game I know that's just one game know, but we can't the do Clemson that. defense hasn't given up a touchdown all year long I know and so to cover 10 points I honestly feel like all Clemson needs to score here is 14 Potentially, mm. that's I don't have a lot of faith in the NC State offense. So, wouldn't you like the under as well? Yeah, let's let me let me find that total for you. The total, but I don't know. I, I just don't like the idea of they didn't do because we get into trouble, right? Because we confuse ourselves then when it happens because we go, wait a minute, this team looked great against them and then bad against them. I think no we doubt. confuse ourselves yeah. when, they, when we do that. Now, I don't like doing that too much either. But it can be indicative of is it a good offense, bad offense? But I think just because of that, they can change things schematically. You know, I always like to say like the coaches are seeing what we're seeing. You know, they're, they're, they're saying the same things we're saying. Can they fix it? Can they, can they change it? I think they can. Uh, so did you find t- the over-under? Total's 47. Yeah. So it's a pretty low that's over-under. That's very low. And look, you know, the one thing that you can hang your hat on is the Clemson defense. But what sucks is that because I feel like we've seen this with some of our teams uh, local that, that those years where the Broncos defense was so good and the offense was so bad. What starts to happen with that is that the guys on defense start to eventually they get pissed off. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're playing our fucking our, our asses off right now and you guys aren't doing anything to help us. And, and it can be hard. Sometimes defensive guys can start, you can start to see a little less effort in them because they're saying, what am I trying so hard for in the offense? They get mad. They're out there more often. They get tired because they're on the field so much because the offense can't stay out there. That's the only thing that can concern me here with NC State is that maybe you see the defensive guys start to not try as hard because they're saying, what am I fighting so hard for? DJ Uyungle can't even go down and, and, and score 14 points for us. And maybe you see guys get pissed off. I don't know if that's the you know the signature of Brett Venables. To me, he seems like a guy who fires guys up, you know, regardless of what the offense is doing. So I, I just don't love laying uh, ten with Clemson here. But NC State has given me nothing to work with, so I think ultimately I will go Clemson minus ten. Wow, Will's laying the ten like he lays the tents. <laughs> Will's, um, a, Will's a camper. Smitty, your pick of the week. Yeah, so uh, I like to uh, kind of stay away from the uh, headline games because I know you guys are going to cover them. So um, I'm looking at the uh, Boise State-Utah State game this nice. weekend. Um, Boise State's opening up as uh, nine-point favorites uh, on the road, actually. So um, Boise State coming off um, a one-point loss to Oklahoma State last week. Uh, they lost week one to UCF. Um, kind of had a uh, – they had a – patty cake in, in utep week two utah state's actually three and oh um coming off uh, washington state north dakota and um air force last weekend uh air force do, you know it and you know this well uh those service academies they're always a tough game for sure um so i'm gonna take utah 
plus nine here at home. I think Boise State, even if Boise State wins, I think it'd be by a field goal at most. So uh, we'll take Utah State. Okay, Utah State plus nine for Smitty. Utah State. I've got my parlay pick of the week. We're 0 for 2, but once again, <laughs> we only need to hit a couple of these all year. It's time so to get back I on track. It. I love these parlays. It's coming. Okay, we got North Carolina minus 11.5 versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's bad. North Carolina's figured out their offense. Iowa, minus 22 versus Colorado State. Colorado State may have covered and won against Toledo last week. That is an anomaly. They are bad. <laughs> Iowa is going to win that game. Uh, so Iowa, minus 22. Wyoming, minus 30 versus UConn. UConn is one is like maybe the worst team in the whole country. That line is huge. It doesn't matter. UConn is so bad. I like Wyoming there. And then finally, Michigan State, minus four versus right, Nebraska. On. So hold on. Four teams. Yeah. Are they all favorites? Um. Yes. All right. Let's total up. Going chalk. I just want to total up the points you're giving up. Give so, me the chalk. So, oh, so eleven and a half. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. Thirty, <laughs> and then four. So Will's giving up sixty-seven and a half points with those These four are games. These some bad teams they're playing against. Sure, Tyler. not to win. Favorite Michigan yeah. State minus four versus Nebraska. You know uh, what? Sparty at least, looks really good. At least you don't do the squarest of square moves ever. What's that? That's the money line parlay. Oh yeah, no. That not, is that's the square move. Is when you take a bunch of like yeah, minus like five hundred teams, teams to get three to one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And, and there's always like one minus six hundred team. No, the nice yeah. thing about my parlay is they're against the spread. I love and your when parlays. it does hit, it's gonna hit big, and Absolutely. you're all gonna love me for Absolutely. it. So that's the parlay pick of the week. Uh, that's all we got for the show. Like we said, it's Sunday. The lines are are early. Uh, we're not uh, fully. We're not doing a full handicap. So check for the Twitter. We're gonna tweet out our picks at CFB underscore pod. Subscribe. Tell your friends. We'll see you next week.